Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to another edition of the Wolves Fancast. Uh, Ryan Hooper here hosting proceedings for today and I'm delighted to be joined by the following gentlemen. I've got uh, Stu. Stu, how are you doing? Hello, all good. Good stuff. And we've got Adam. Good day. Hello. And uh, Gully as well. How you doing, mate? All right, guys. How you doing? All good, all good. So this is your crew for today. Just um, hopefully steer us through not so much, no, too much choppy waters. And, and really what we're going to cover today, it's going to be a little bit of a condensed version of the overall podcast because we've got so much out there. But what we're going to look at briefly on this one is we'll do a little bit of an update with things that on the fancast level and some new, new news to bring you there. Uh, we'll touch on the internationals and we'll do a little preview to the Leeds game. So in terms of for the fan cast this week, since the last podcast um, that, that was out on uh, in reference to the Fulham game, um, you may have seen we're starting to increase our content online. Part of that is YouTube. So if you haven't already, if you can like and subscribe, we'll really appreciate that. We've got a lot going on. We've got the stories from the pack series. And this week has seen the launch of a new series, uh, which is Fancast GTA, which is headed up really by the man Gully. So Gully, do you want to just briefly give people an idea of what they may see on YouTube with your new GTA series? Yeah, don't expect me to be um, running around robbing, um, doing carjackings and uh, <laughs> just gen- being a general menace on the streets of uh, Wolverhampton, guys. It, it is uh, a lot less sinister than it sounds. Um, so Gully's tactical analysis. I'm going to be reviewing every game from a tactical perspective, getting out my little uh, tactics board, which I borrow kindly from um, my, uh, my Sunday League team. And, uh, One Townsend. Just, just, <laughs> exactly. Well, again, not the vibe I was going for, Adam. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, just to see if there's anything we can take from each game uh, with regards to Nuno's strategies uh, and uh, whether whether it's working for us, really. And uh, hopefully we can, um, you know, get a bit more insight uh, from, from that kind of uh, review. Brilliant. So, as I say, that's good. It's tactical analysis. That's on YouTube. So, yeah, um, get get subscribing. Um, moving on now in terms of uh, matters on the pitch, um, as I referenced there, the last sort of regular pod that we did was following the Fulham game, which um, does seem a long time ago now. And I don't know if that's because the world is changing a lot you know, since that point. But um, what we have had is the international break and, and where it's affected Wolves is, of course, the, the Portugal contingent as it does. But um, I think one person who's sort of... Um, 
been in the headlines front and, and back really this week is, is Connor Cody. So, um, Ad, if you want to take us up in terms of the England games, did you watch the games and kind of what are your thoughts in, in terms of, uh, of Cody right now? I did. I watched. I think it was what three England games over the break, hasn't there? And I watched uh, the two involving Cody. I didn't watch the one that didn't involve Cody. Um, so I think probably a lot of Wolverhampton chose to watch the, the two games where he started, um, purely because of, like you say, he's, he's, Cody's the man of the moment, and, and we've, Wolves fans have been championing Cody for a bit, and it just seems as though. You know, we've all been vindicated. Not the fact that he's come in and just got a game, but the fact he's come in and just put put in amazing performances on both the games. You know, even so much that Gareth Southgate has already said that he's already been adopted into the de facto management group within the England camp. Um, I mean, obviously that was probably to us, to us Wolves fans, I was never in doubt because we know what he's like. We know what a good leader he is, how vocal he is on the pitch. Um, so not only did I enjoy the games, I also enjoyed the fact that. He seems to be a bit of a goal-scoring threat as well at the moment, Cody. Um, and that's probably one that we, we, the Wolves the guys can look out over comps at the weekend, putting on Cody on in the box set pieces. He just always seems to be there. <laughs> he had a couple of chances, obviously including the goal that he did score, which is just... I was I leapt off my chair at that point when, when he scored that goal. It was absolutely amazing. I couldn't believe it. Um, it couldn't happen to a nicer bloke, to be honest. Not just finally getting the recognition of call called up, but with a goal as well. It was just, it was just amazing. I feel really, really made up for the guy. And I just, we should just be lucky that he's our captain as well. Just amazing. I'm glowing terms, really glowing terms. Brilliant. And, and Stu, I think in the WhatsApp group, you called him a national treasure. He's, he's a borderline national treasure now already. <laughs> after, after, after two weeks, but I watched all three of them and. The one where he didn't feature, he was missed because how is Eric Dyer a better option in the middle of a back three than someone who's played that role for two and a half years? It doesn't make any sense, does it? So, and it was glaringly obvious by anyone. I mean, he gave the penalty away and he could have bended a lot worse than he did, but it was, it, you could see he was missing from the back, the back line after one performance. So, yeah, he was against Wales, blah, blah, blah. But I think we what I'd said there, he, the performances he's put in, he's endeared himself to everyone. And you saw after his goal, every, everyone did what he does to every Wolves player. They all ran towards him straight away. <laughs> I mean, it was like an outpouring of joy for everyone. And you can see how popular he is. And to get have that kind of influence on a group of players, which, I mean, let's be honest, they are. You know, he said himself before that he's usually watching England games at home on telly and He's just a fan at heart and everything else. And he's in a weird way looking up to these people. And now he's one of them after three, three, well, two call-ups, three games. It's just incredible. It, it just kind of feels like Roy the Rover stuff, doesn't it, really? It kind of feels like a bit of a fairy tale and sort of the boy who's doing good. And he's so likeable and, and so relatable. And I, and I echo both of you in terms of how he presents himself as an, as an ambassador as well for, for the club. Gully, in terms of, I guess, really uh, using your sort of tactical um, analysis, um, there were question marks with Cody, or shall I put this differently, that he may not be included in the England setup because of the way in which they play defensively. And that was the reason that kind of went against him because of how Wolves played. I know it's early days, but 
do you feel he's, he's settled in well in terms of, you know, either and can adapt, you know, with a change of formation at the back as well? Yeah, I think it's quite interesting. From what I understand, um, Southgate actually was consulting Cody on how they would kind of feature a back three within the England setup. Um, obviously, he is the man in terms of expertise uh, to, to ask that sort of question. And uh, yeah, I think that also speaks to the fact that Southgate wants him inside just because of his personality and, and his ability to, to organise things from the back as much as his, um, his, his footballing ability. I, I don't see him thriving in a back four. I know it kind of needs must ended up being that situation in the last game with uh, going down to 10 men. But I, I really kind of hope that he doesn't persist, see him as becoming um, part of a back four. And, hope, and unfortunately, Cody's limitations kind of being, being exposed as a result of that because I really want him to do well. And I can see him carrying that armband, you know, in, in years to come because he's... He's, he's just, well, for a start, he looks like he's got his shit together um, compared to some players uh, in the England squad <laughs> at the moment, which uh, accounts for something. And uh, that's the kind of guy you want wearing the captain's armband, for sure. And I think it's good timing. It's, you know, as you referenced there, there's, there's, there's been, you know, highlighted, you know, some of the um, issues that they've had within the England camp and, uh, you know, not following rules and procedures. And if you want a guy who kind of just shines a light and says, look, he's the ultimate pro, then... As you say, it, it's no surprise to any of us that know him as the type of player and character he's that he's lent on him for that reason. Um, the only other international roundup, because I'm conscious of time, and we'll perhaps touch on it on on the pod following the Leeds game to mention. Um, but, but then's made his debut, I believe, for Portugal, and I think uh, Traore as, as well got more game time as well for Spain. Um, did you catch any of the Portugal or, or Spain games at all over the period, gents? I saw bits of the Spain game and there was, I mean, the second one, the clips of him was pretty much the best part of the game. <laughs> it wasn't a classic, but yeah, I mean, I, the um, everyone's seen the pictures and the the, um, the duels of Troyoro versus Neves and <laughs> Samedo. And you think this is, we've said it so many times, how this is dreamland where we used to, Wales and Ireland players going at it for <laughs> Wolves representation on the international breaks, but he seems he's another one who seems to have endeared himself to the Spanish people, so Spanish people, the, the Spanish press especially, all seem to be raving about him after his little cameo appearances. So against something which, even when we signed him, you'd never expect that to happen no. to him. I think from what I saw. Um... From just the write-ups that yeah, Traore was was written in, in good terms, and also Samedo was given. I think the, the games that he played, he had a good write-up as well. And I think that bodes well for us in regards to Samedo because I think it's kind of um, uh, commonly known that he's come to us. He's not fully fit that since Samedo's joined us. Hence why he's had to I think depart both games early. But getting um, a couple of games under his belt in the break, which should bode well for us, um, not just for Monday, but obviously. Uh, further on down the line that he's getting up to speed now um, but no I, 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 I can't say I catch too much of the game just caught, caught the highlights really and, and those two bits around uh, Traoré and Semedo Yeah regarding Semedo I think it is really important to, to think about the kind of players he was coming up against there's, there's concerns I think people keep referencing that 8-2 uh, Barcelona game and, yeah. and apparently him being an absolutely shocking defender as a result of that but 
you can see when he's coming up against likes of Mbappe, Griezmann, you know, he, he he's more than equipping himself in a solid manner, and uh, that should trot. In theory, Alay fears that one 90-minute performance shouldn't be the judge of any footballer, but also just the fact that Samad is a quality player and he will fit in the system sooner rather than later. Answer me this. How long have you had that mattress? Because it's looking even lumpier than my lockdown love handles. And while those might be more cuddly, a lumpy mattress is doing nothing for your comfort levels or your sleep. So whatever body you're rocking, put it on a Nectar mattress. And right now you can save over $500 on any queen or king bundle. That includes a Nectar mattress, foundation, mattress protector, cooling pillows and sheet set, as well as our 365-night home trial and a forever warranty. Go to nectarsleep.com slash save 500 and get hugged. There was one, there was one player in that 8-2 who absolutely disgraced himself and I mean, Dan's obviously going to have a field day listening to this later, but Messi was atrocious that day. But that doesn't mean he's a bad player. But that, no one seems to mention that. He's all because Samedo got done and that, for that one goal. You think, well, no, Stu, you know you can't say that in front of me, you can get away with it. So uh, we'll be taking this back to the WhatsApp group. <laughs> but, but you're right, though, in context. It's like, you know... Like the Villa performance the other day, you know, Liverpool conceded seven. No one's saying Van Dijk isn't, you know, the, the yeah, player. To get rid of him, I'll happily have him in Wolverhampton. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. So if they are thinking about it, put your hands up. <laughs> so that's a very brief um, international roundup. And I think, as I say, we all agree it's absolutely light and pleasure to see Cody representing us. And we're hoping as well that, that the players come back unscathed and, and and to that end as well, there was there was reports of um, well confirmed reports of Ronaldo and a coronavirus test as well. So we're obviously hoping that our players are fit, uh, you know, physically and, and on, on a health basis as well. Um, but yeah, I, I guess they've taken regular tests, and I think as as time of recording, we all seem okay to go for the for the next game. Yeah, they're due back in Compton today, today being Friday. And um, uh, yeah, I think we'll probably soon find out if there's any issues. Um, but who, was the, who was the guy that had Ronaldo's shirt, shirt off in the end of the, end of the game? And, the, uh, he said he was never going to wash it. He put, he put yeah. it on Instagram saying, <laughs> I'm never washing this shirt. I thought, hmm. I, just, I like, I like the, yeah, a coronavirus match-worn shirt. <laughs> that would be worth something. That will be worth something. Right. We're, we're going to proceed now to um, matters in the, in the Premier League domestically. So we're up against Leeds next. Um, for what it's worth, they're in, they're in eighth position right now. And they've had what I would say everybody would consider to be an exciting start to their campaign. Um, they, they lost against Liverpool 4-3 and then the reverse scoreline by beating Fulham 4-3, uh, beat Sheffield United and then drew recently against Man City. Um, I'll let you guys take this up, but I think, you, you know, it's early stages, some, some bizarre results coming out and there's a, multiple of reasons for that. But early indications are, uh, Stu, that they're going to be a really tough test uh, on Monday. Yeah, I've watched all their games so far and... I'm quite terrified, to be honest. Um, but to be saying that, they do concede goals, obviously. From you look at, I mean, they, they conceded three against Fulham, for God's sake. So, I mean, <laughs> the only, my only problem with that is that we don't look like we're going to score anything any, at any real time. So, 
if we can get our, get our shit together again and just not be boring, it would be a nice start, then we can cause them problems. But it's more a case of they look dangerous every time they, they go over the halfway line to me. Um, I think, what are your thoughts? I think this is one of the games where, I've, I've, again, I feel it's been a bit... It's a shame that we can't have any fans there because these are the sort of yeah. teams where you want to be there. Now we're getting rid of some of the tat, like Bournemouth, out of the Premier League. <laughs> we know we're, we're getting like some proper, authentic teams you know, that, that should be this level. And we, and we know that Leeds, someone at this level, it's great because they've got the, big, the fan base for it. You could probably fit Bournemouth's fan base in one of the stands at, at Ellen Road, couldn't you really? But... Um, yeah, it's, uh, first thing, my first thoughts is uh, this is like it's one of those. It's a shame where we can't, you know, we can't be there. Um, we've got a couple of the, well, I was going to say a couple of the old Wolves boys, but now it's just one of the Wolves old boys because I think they've they've loaned out Barry Douglas uh, to Blackburn. But obviously, we're up against um, my old boy Helder Costa. Um, I know the, the normal Wolves thing is to say you might score a goal against us, but hopefully, you know, <laughs> that's not the case. But um, yeah, to echo what 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 Stu said, um, they seem to be quite an exciting team to watch at the minute. Quite quite dynamic, and we all know, you know, how certain other elite coaches like Guardiola hold Bielsa in high regards because you know of how he operates tactically throughout a game. I'm really really looking forward to. It. I'm really really excited yeah. about it. To be honest, I'm, it's just one of those two, two big old names of English football going head to head. And I just remember the games against Leeds and then historically between Wolves and Leeds, they've been really good entertaining games. I mean, take your pick, there's loads of them through down the years. Um, but no, I just think it's really, really interesting. Uh, I guess with the international break, won't really have too much of a leading time to it, just a couple of days training towards it. But I'll probably stick my neck out and probably expect a bit of a high-scoring game. I think yeah. because... So because we are playing on Monday, gives us a, a better, more of a chance of getting something from it. Because I think if we were starting back tomorrow, Saturday morning, Saturday half 12, I think we would have been in, under hiding to nothing, especially with trying to change the system and all that kind of stuff with players bedding in and players not being fit yet. I think them two days might be a blessing in disguise. And I, and I think just to, to, to echo, you know, um, what Price was saying there, Wolves and Leeds, to me, it's got something to it, hasn't it? And I think, you know, look back to the Championship, you know, you'd, you'd always get a you know, sell-out allocation. I know Leeds is kind of a little bit of a, a fun thing. Leeds would have taken more, so for, you know, all that stuff. But, you know, there's a real substance behind that because they are a real credible club with a great history. Um, and I heard Gully um, do a podcast recently um, for, for, for Leeds. Um, and, and mentioned in terms of, you know, um, Leeds. And I think we all hold them in high esteem because they are a fantastic football club. And to, to come to you, Gully, I know you referenced on that podcast the interesting sort of um, tactical battle between Bielsa, Bielsa and, and Nuno. How do you think that's shaping out? Because it's a really difficult one to call because, as Stu referenced as well, we're kind of in a bit of a transition in terms of the way we play and Bielsa's got his way of high press. How do you think that's going to um, be borne out on Monday? Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to this game because I think there's going to be an element of chaos. But then when it comes yeah. to putting together that YouTube video, I'm, I'm a bit nervous to see 
uh, I'm trying to make some sense of it, I guess. Um, <laughs> I think it will be remiss of Nuno to start thinking, you know what, we're going to go out and just impose our game on, on Leeds. It's, um, it, you've seen what they can do to some of the best teams in the country already. Man City getting a draw, you know, should have got a point at least, I think, against Liverpool, giving away a penalty late. Um, so, for us to go back to our usual way, I think, and just sit a bit deeper. And what we know Leeds will do is allow open spaces on the counter-attack, and this is our strength. We know that players like Troy Ore, uh, Neto, um, Diogo Jota would have been a perfect player to have in this game, I think, but unfortunately he's obviously moved on. They will thrive on those kind of opportunities, and I think we we are capable of frustrating any team. Um, we've seen that with uh, our performances against the likes of Man City, who have a, a significantly higher quality of player. Don't forget, a lot of this um, Leeds team were mid-table championship players before Bielsa arrived. They, the coaching that he's done with them is phenomenal, but they still have a ceiling in terms of their talent. You can't necessarily trust them to go out and absolutely finish every chance they're going to get when you've got the likes of Patrick Bamford up front. So there's an opportunity for us there. Sit deep, counter-attack, and let our boys do the business up front, I think. I was, I was just thinking, thinking there, back to sort of Spygate, thinking, should we send anybody around Compton just to sniff out any individuals, getting a look to see how the team's preparing, to see if they're getting a, a view. But they'll be well-versed in terms of, of, of us, obviously. And, and I guess, likewise, Nuno will have done his homework on them. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a really exciting game, as we've, we've all referenced. Wars and Leeds, it feels big. It's got a big feel about it. And sort of how this season started, it's a really difficult one to call. But um, we may have done some predictions for those on, on the previous pod. But as we're talking now, just prior to the weekend, guys, shoot, shoot to yourself first. How do you see the game as a, as a prediction? I know it's a tough one to call. It's you can't even say go with your head because it could be literally anything at all. Yeah. I mean, feeling wise, I think I'll really good. I think it's got two, two, three, three written all over it. So I'll go two, two. Okay, Ad. Yeah, I was exactly thinking exactly the same. And two, two was my prediction. Um, I can't call a winner for it. I just think I know there'll be goals. So I think while we're still just getting used to our new way of playing, whatever whatever our new system will be, I think. Uh, it'll be tough, but there'll be goals. So two two. And Gully, just finally, how do you see it? What what would you say if you had to put a scoreline on it? Yeah, I actually on um, the Leeds podcast said one nil either way, just because I think we are going to sit deeper and uh, try and frustrate. So I will stick with that one one nil. Real, and then for me, I'm going to go two one walls. Um, but really excited. I hope it lives up to the expectation that's been built around it. I, I, I just sincerely think it will. I think it'll be a really interesting game um, for us and, and for those who'll be be watching as well. Um, just before we round up on this, as I say, this is a really short and sweet pod because what we really wanted to do is, as there's been a little bit of a break between the regular post-reaction pods from the last game, is is preview a little bit of what's gone on this week, preview the Leeds game as we have done. But I'm sure for the next part, Twitter Corner will be back. So if you want to get your questions in for that in readiness, that'll be great. Obviously, we'll have the return of the quiz as well. But as you do across all the social media platforms, um, keep supporting us. If you like what we do, please leave us a five-star review. Uh, And until next time, from all of us, we'll see you soon.